This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. I'm going to share the Word of God from a title uh, that I've coined, Deep Calls Unto Deep. Deep Calls Unto Deep. A clarion call to sincerity and genuineness. A call to sincerity and genuineness. Without going ahead of myself, allow me to hasten to say that, I mean, I'm sure you will agree with me, that uh, in all our dealings, even as human beings, we want to deal with people that are sincere. We want to deal with people that are genuine. You are in a relationship as husband and wife. You want someone that is sincere. You want someone that is, that is genuine. You want a wife who is sincere. You want a husband who is sincere. In your dealings with, it could be friends. You want a friend that's sincere. You want a friend that's genuine. In, in business, in the marketplace, you want, you want a business partner that's sincere, a business partner that's genuine. In all our dealings, even as an employer, you want an employer who is sincere, you want an employer who is genuine. You want an employee who is sincere, you want an employee who is genuine. And the same applies. We transpose this even to our Christian work. The same applies to our relationship with God. He wants sons and daughters that are sincere. Sons and daughters that are genuine. Hallelujah. So my message this morning is, it's really nothing spectacular. Uh, It's nothing sophisticated. It's a very simple call to say, Mfundis has declared in the word for 2022 that this is a year of the voice of the sun. This is a year where we are going to enter into new spaces, new assignments, new responsibilities, new horizons. And I'm here to just remind us that that requires sincerity. That requires genuineness. In our walk with God, Mfundis says, uh, you know, this is a season of halakking with God, walking purposefully, intentionally with God. And walking purposefully with God requires a certain level of sincerity and absolute limit in terms of levels of genuineness. I'm sure when, you, when we reflect on people that walked with God, you realize that invariably from the beginning, even as they walked with our Lord Jesus Christ, talking about disciples, his disciples, in the first days or the first early years of his walk with the disciples, you realize that uh, 
their levels of sincerity and genuineness were a bit compromised because they didn't, they didn't know the dynamics and the ways of the kingdom. But even as they delved more and more and more and more in their relationship, getting deeper and deeper and deeper in their relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, their levels of sincerity grew. Their levels of genuineness in really dealing with the things of God, uh, the things of the kingdom, they became even more genuine, more real. And uh, when you look at, uh, when you look at uh, the word, the meaning of the word genuine, I'm trying to be a teacher. Usually I'm a preacher. Hallelujah. Uh, but because of the grace that's upon this, this, uh, this platform, allow me to uh, pretend to be a teacher. Hallelujah. Genuineness refers to authenticity or originality of something. A thing living to its reputation, its design, uh, its apparent qualities or character. That's genuineness. We can speak of genuine stones, genuine mineral, uh, sorry, minerals. Uh, you talk of gold, you talk of silver. You can have genuine, 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 hardcore, original, authentic stuff. But these days you can also talk of counterfeits, imitations. I'm sure for the ladies in the house, if someone was to bring you a counterfeit of a gold ring, I don't think you'll be pleased. I don't think you'll be excited. Someone brings you a counterfeit of a knife, a counterfeit of a gun, a counterfeit of this, that, that, that. Counterfeits or imitations are not pleasing at any level, any layer in terms of our relationships. And the same is for our relationship with God. God wants us to be real. God wants us to be genuine, to be sincere. He wants us to be authentic. God doesn't want, he doesn't want facades. God doesn't want uh, imitations. Uh, God doesn't want caricatures. Do, do you get what I'm saying? He, he, wants, he, wants us, he wants us to have that real, genuine, heart-to-heart, deep-calling-unto-deep kind of relationship. This is why he then says, even concerning King David, this is the guy after my own heart. Paraphrased, what God was simply saying was, David is genuine, David is sincere. He's a sincere guy, he's a genuine guy, he's an you know, he's, a, he's an original, authentic guy. He's not a GMO. We can be G, I mean, uh, GNO, genetically modified Christians, and God doesn't want that. You know, in the same vein, we can speak of genuine Christians, genuine, uh, you know, genuine halaks with God. We can have genuine believers. We can have genuine uh, worshipers. We can have genuine prayer warriors, genuine givers, genuine servants of God. If I was back at Westgate, I would just seize this moment to say, Sela, ponder, you know, just step take a step backwards, reflect, think carefully. That's what Selah means. You look at the psalm, the book of psalm. Many times, you know, uh, nuggets will be thrown, nuggets will be thrown, and uh, the psalmist would say, 
Selah. Meaning, take a moment, reflect on what has just been said. And I would challenge us this morning, all facets of our lives, in this season of seeking to, the, to hear the voice of the Son, halaking with God, entering new spaces, pursuing and contending according to prophecy. You want to reflect, how genuine am I? How sincere am I? These are some of the areas that I really believe. I, I just want to share. There are so many areas where we can reflect, dig deep, take stock of our lives, introspect. But today I just want to reflect on three areas that I really want us to take a pause, seller, reflect, think, and seek the face of God to say, Marindi Betsiripa. My areas I. I have not been genuine. I have not been sincere. I have not been authentic. I have not been real. This is also just the moment. My prayer really is, even as we minister one to another like this, the Holy Spirit of God is upon us to deal with us in areas where we have not been authentic, areas where we have not been genuine. Genuine with him and genuine with ourselves. Hallelujah. You might be watching us online. The same call is coming to us wherever we are. I'm praying that, you know, God grants us that which he promises in the book of Ezekiel chapter 36. When he says, I will take my clean water. I'll take my clean water. And I'll pour it on you. And I'll scrape you clean. And having scraped you clean, I'll pull out the heart of stone out of you and I'll give you the heart of flesh. And having pulled out the heart of stone, given you the heart of flesh, I'm going to pour my spirit in you. And my spirit, paraphrased, the word of God says, my spirit will make you do that which pleases me. But allow me to paraphrase to say, my spirit will make you sincere and will make you genuine. It is my prayer that even as we sit in this place, I'm so glad as I say this, my wife is here, my tantalizing, rambunctiously endowed and opulently uh, gracious woman. Hallelujah. If you if could stand up, sweetheart. <laughs> I love you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wife there. Hallelujah. My desire also, even as I'm, I'm ministering to all of us, this message is for all of us. The word of God says, if you say you have no frailty or deficiency, you are lying to yourself. You are cheating yourself. One, one, one way or the other, one little corner in our lives, it always requires grace. Do you get what I'm saying? We all need grace and his grace is sufficient for us. His mercies are new every day and they endure forever. You might be sitting next to your wife and sitting next to your husband, sitting next to, you know, your children, flanked by your children. This is the moment to reflect and say, you know what? You hold your wife's hand and say, you know what, to be very honest with you, I, I don't think I've been really sincere. I don't think I have really been genuine with you. It's allowed. 
as long as you don't stand up and fight in the midst of my message. Hallelujah. It is allowed. <laughs> you are here and you are alone. Hallelujah. It's just to reflect also and say, Father God, you know, I've been taking stock. At home, I've been a good guy. At work, I've been a, a good guy. But there are certain areas in my life where I think I have just been, I've been playing games with you. I've not been sincere. I've not been genuine. Hallelujah. But I want us to remind us of three things that I want to share with us very briefly. Point number one, the first critical area where we really need to be real, genuine with God is the place called repentance. Many of us who have received Christ, many of us come to church, many of us sit in the house of God day in, day out, Sunday in, Sunday out, attend, you know, straight cell meetings every Wednesday. But if we really dig, 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 really dig, deep, reflect, self-introspect, take stock of our spiritual works, you realize that we may need to come back to the altar again. After examining our levels of sincerity and our levels of genuineness. The word of God says in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 4, Blessed, forgiven, and refreshed by God's grace are those who mourn over their sins and repent, for they will be comforted when their burden of sin is lifted. Invariably, we have used this, you know, uh, we have used this scripture at many funerals. Blessed are those, those that weep, for they shall be comforted. It's a good scripture for, you know, uh, funerals. But this is an apparent reference to our repentance. When you look at your sins and you are so broken, you are so smitten, and you come to a place where you say, this is gross, this is terrible, did I do that? You weep, you cry bitterly at your sins. This is what this message is talking about. This scripture is talking about. Blessed are those that look at their sins and they weep. How many times have we looked at the, the you know, uh, obnoxious, cynical, uh, kandangarous things that we have done in our lives? And we have cried. We've been broken. Because the Lord our God says, you know what? I'm after your heart. I'm after your heart. Guard your heart. Issues of life, everything pertaining to life dwells in the heart. I'm after your heart. A broken and contrite heart. Attitude, sincerity, or, I mean, originality, authenticity, and genuineness. They all begin at the deep end of the heart. King David, he, did, he, he does something that is really deep, terrible, abominable before God. He causes the death of Uriah, goes on, you know, he had actually impregnated. He is a, a full king, a man who feared God. The author of, you know, most of the Psalms that we, we read today. And we are also told, man after God's own heart. But in a moment of weakness, he makes an error. And, and the moment he realizes that, 
He had done terribly before God. He comes before God and he breaks. Read Psalm 51. That's the story of King David broken, coming before God. How many times have we come before God and we have been broken because of sin? Or we dig in, ring fence ourselves, defend ourselves. Many times, you know, I, I, I say, you know, we are not good people because we are incapable of making errors. What makes us good people is making a thousand mistakes probably in a day and coming back to do the right thing. You know, someone once said, I would rather deal with a person who makes a thousand mistakes in a day and they do the needful than dealing with a person who has one mistake or makes one mistake in their lifetime and they fail to do the needful. What is the needful? There are four things that we always need to do when it comes to repentance. Number one, it's genuine. You show genuine acknowledgement of your error. This template can even save tons and tons of marriages, tons and tons of careers, if you use this template. When you make a mistake, you acknowledge that, you know what? I've made a mistake here. Just like what David did. He acknowledged his error. Peter, when he denied Christ, he acknowledged his error. You need to acknowledge. There is nobody as difficult to deal with and even to forgive as a person who cannot acknowledge their errors. The first thing is you acknowledge your error. And then number two, you, you show genuine remorse. So this genuine acknowledgement of error and then genuine show of remorse. David was thoroughly broken and he wept at his sin. Peter was broken and he wept at his sin. As a demonstration of remorse. You have issues in your home. Husband makes an error. He digs in, ring fences himself. He becomes defensive. He does not acknowledge his error. He does not show remorse. Such a person is very difficult to forgive. Same with the wife, your children. It could be your subordinates, your bosses. Any level of relationship. People who cannot acknowledge their errors. People who cannot, who cannot show remorse. They are difficult to deal with. And the same thing applies with God. When we don't acknowledge our errors and we don't show remorse, it's difficult for us to be forgiven. In this year of hearing the voice of the, I mean, the son, lacking with God, desiring to enter new spaces. Every step of the way, whenever you make a mistake, acknowledge genuinely. Show remorse genuinely. And then a genuine turnaround. A genuine turnaround. When your wife realizes that this guy is real, 
this guy, this turnaround is not a pretense. It's not a facade. It's not a smoke screen. It's real. It's authentic. It's deep. She has no choice but to accept you. Or he has no choice but to accept, accept you. And then you also genuinely demonstrate in thought, in word, in attitude, and your actions that the sin that was committed will not recur. If you do that four-step cycle of repentance, even Id Amini, if he was to wake up, he will forgive you. You practice that at work, you practice that at home, everywhere you go, you realize that your halak with God will be so, so thoroughly beautiful. Hallelujah. God desires that through genuine dependence, we be genuinely in right standing with him. Hallelujah. I want us to endeavor or strive to be holy even as he is holy according to his word in the book of 1 Peter 1.16. Let us make every effort to serve him with pure and honest hearts as God even promises concerning, you know, um, uh, this is Solomon. God is speaking to Solomon to say, if you are going to serve me with an honest and a pure heart, even as your father David did, we will have a beautiful luck. It will be a beautiful walk. I will be with you as I was with your father David. Same charge, same exhortation, same instruction going to Joshua. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. But the condition or precondition is be as honest, be as sincere, be as genuine as Moses was hallelujah those that are genuine and sincere normally they don't slide back into their folly and the word of god um, proverbs 26 verse 11 like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his foolishness when we are genuine, we are sincere, we are authentic, we are real in our walk with God. We don't slide back to our folly. It is my prayer, brothers and sisters, that this charge to you, to me, really minister to us and come bring us to a place where we say, in my repentance, Father God, if I have renounced and denounced the sins that easily entangle me, I'll not go back there. I'll not go back. Then number two, another area where we need to be genuine, real with God. This is a call to genuine conviction, genuine trust in and pursuit of God. A call to a genuine unwavering faith. God expects us to have genuine, complete, undiluted, and unwavering conviction and trust in him. It is possible. If we read the book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 24, it is possible to believe, but not believe. Now, this, this guy who brings his son, he's not well, he's got fits, he's demon-possessed, he throws himself in the fire, comes before our Lord Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ says, D 
do you believe this is possible? And the guy says, I believe yes, but help me with my belief. God, 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 Abba Father, he wants, he wants us to be, he wants us to be established. He wants us to be solid. He doesn't want us to vacillate, uh, wobble, wobble between spaces and between places. That's why King David then says in the book of Psalm chapter 18, strengthen my bones so that I can run without stumbling. Hallelujah. God wants us, you know, he wants us to be strong. He wants us to be solid. He wants us to be fully convicted. This is why, you know, even Elijah would come to a place where he says, even to the children of Israel, if God be God, stand with God. If Baal be Baal, I mean, be the God, the real deal, go to Baal. You can't vacillate between two places. You can't oscillate between two places. If God be God, go to God. If you believe in necromancers, soothsayers, mashikiromediums, sangomas, mapostory, and stuff, stuff, stuff like that. There's no middle ground. This is a call, the call that Elijah made to the children of Israel was a call unto sincerity and a call unto genuineness. He says, guys, let's be real, let's be sincere. Let's be, let's be authentic in our walk with God. You can't be dualistic moving between two places. One day you are with Ngangas, the other day you are in church and uh, no! There's no middle ground. There are no gray areas in, in, our, in our lack with God. You know, in the book of James, James chapter 1 verse 6 through 8, for the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought not to think or expect that they will receive anything at all from the Lord. Being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways, in everything he thinks, he feels, and he decides. This is a call unto genuineness. Be genuine, be real. Be real. This is exactly what prompted even Joshua to charge the children of Israel. Come on, let's follow our God. As for me and my house, as for me and my house, we need to come to a place as parents. As a father, you come to a place where you say, as for me and my house. As a mother, you could be running, uh, you know, it's a, it's a single parent headed home. As for me and my house, you are addressing your children. As for me and my house, you are addressing the extended family. As for me, and my house. I choose to be sincere with God. I choose to be genuine with God. I choose to be authentic with God. I want to be authentic with God. You know, the book of Proverbs 8, 17. I love those who love me. And those who seek me early and diligently. Those who seek me early and diligently. They will find me. This scripture is a simple call to sincerity and genuineness. God is saying if you are diligent, you can look at diligent and say diligence is a synonym of sincerity 
and genuineness. Those who are genuine with me, you pursue me with all diligence. You'll find me. I see I have a couple of minutes to close this session. My last point, a call to deep and genuine relationship with God and man. Relationships are, relationships matter. In our dealings with God, God desires deep and fruitful relationships with man and with him, which are deeply rooted in genuine love and commitment. That's why in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5, and even you know, in the book of John chapter 13 verses 34 and 35, you shall love the Lord your God with your soul, all your heart, all your mind, literally everything within you. Be genuine. This is a call to genuineness in your walk with God. Our Lord Jesus Christ says in the book of John chapter 13, this command, the last command I give you, this is the last command that I'm giving you. Love one another. Love one another. And it is in the context of loving one another that people that surround you will know that you are my disciples. Have genuine relationships with one another. And, and uh, as I come to the close, in our relationships with God, let's come to a place where we, when we are interfacing with God, in a place of prayer, let's choose to be genuine in the place of prayer. Genuineness in the place of prayer. You know, in the book of Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, reading from verse 5, he's very clear. Don't be like a hypocrite. A hypocrite is not, hypocrisy is the opposite of genuineness and sincerity. And our Lord Jesus Christ says, ah, 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 ah. in your dealings with me when you come to pray, don't, don't be a pretender. Don't do it for sure. Don't do it for entertainment. Nah, nah, nah. Don't pray for the gallery. Don't minister for the gallery. You know, when you change gears in your tongues, you know, for the gallery, and everyone claps hands and say, oh, the sister is a mighty woman of God, or oh, the brother, the pastor is a mighty man of God. Let's be sincere. Let's be genuine with God. An effectual, fervent prayer of a genuine and a sincere man availeth much. An effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous, in brackets, sincere, authentic, and genuine man availeth much. It's in a place of genuineness and sincerity that we walk with God and that God, you know, God then begins to whisper into our ears, deposit stuff into our hearts and begin to answer, you know, unanswered prayers. In the place of sincerity. Hallelujah. In that place of sincerity. That's where prayers are answered. Our Lord, I mean, uh, the word of God, even the book of James, it again calls us to say, hey, come on, look here, guys. When you pray, one of your mistakes is the motivation of your prayers 
when you come before me and praying, you, the motivation, your motivation is just so wrong. You pray expecting answers so that you can lavish yourself with things that I would have given you. That's the wrong motivation. All the word of God, even Apostle James is saying is, there's no sincerity, there's no humility, there's no contriteness, there's no brokenness of heart, there's no genuineness. When we come before the Lord our God and we are genuine, all the things that we desire, he will give unto us. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Hallelujah. Seek first the kingdom of God from a place of authenticity, brokenness, and genuineness. Three motivations that we have as men. Look at all the things that you can ever do under the sun. They are motivated by three things. Number one, there's what we call egocentric motivation. When you're moved by your ego, I can only do this, I can only save, I can only lead prayer if it helps to boost my ego, if it you know, helps to boost my image as a person in the house of God. It's not about you. It's not about your image. It's not about your individuality. It's not about your glory. But it's the glory going to him. But that's the egocentric. Look at every aspect of your life. Why do we be, build big houses? Invariably, it's the ego. Big cars is the ego. Big jobs is the ego. We want to position ourselves well, create this big picture of big guys, big girls, and big boys in town. I'm sure even as I'm saying this, there are names that come to your mind. People who are full of themselves because they have cash. Hallelujah. It's egocentric. But in our dealings with God, God doesn't like the ego. That's why you say, I want a broken heart, a broken heart, broken heart, broken heart, humility, meekness. That's what I want. Second motivation, extrinsic motivation. Before you do anything, you say, what is there in it for me? Pastor Taz, you want me to serve? What is there in it for me? You want me to take this to there? What is there in it for me? Before you do anything, extrinsic benefits. Does it bring bread on my table? Does it bring butter on my table? Does it be, give me, you know, does it pour into any of my streams of income? Extrinsic motivation. But there's what they call also intrinsic motivation. Motivation that comes from the inner belly, from the inner you, from the bottom part of your heart. Where you say, I'm a child of God. I'm a daughter of God. I'm a son of God. I'm a mature son of God. Mature sons, even as they begin to go to work, they don't ask mom for bread, mom for milk, mom for this, mom for, you know, bed sheets, linen. They bring stuff to the house because they are mature sons doing things from an intrinsic point of view. In our prayer, God expects us to be intrinsic, genuine, sincere. In our fasting, 
in the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 58, this is not the first that I desire. There's a way of prayer that pleases God. There's a way of fasting that pleases God. Let's pursue that in this season. But there's also a call even unto genuine worship. The Lord our God says, I'm looking for those that worship me in spirit and in truth. Worshippers who worship God. I've always said, you know, there's a clear-cut distinction between worshippers and singers. We can sing, but not worshipping. We can also sing to entertain. But there's also singing and dancing. That is real worship to God. In this season, brothers and sisters, let's come to that place where we seek the face of God. Abandon ourselves before his throne of grace in a real, deep, deep, genuine and sincere worship. And even the last point, genuine kindness, genuine love, genuine and authentic charity. You know, the times when we give and we give big for people, for the gallery. Just like we ran through our motivations for extrinsic purposes. We give to be seen. We take care of orphans, widows, old people's homes, children's homes. Even in the house of God. I'm challenging us brothers and sisters even as I'm challenging myself this morning. But even in acts of charity, acts of kindness, let's just desire to do it genuinely with all sincerity. Not to please man. There's so many areas that we could cover where if we had time, we would interrogate, we would challenge each other, we would encourage each other. That's, let's be sincere. Let's be genuine. Let's be authentic in our work with God. Word of God says in the book of Psalm 25, verse 14, God confides in those that fear him. We walk sincerely, genuinely, in the fear, reverence of God. We become confidantes of God. A confidante is one person that you whisper your secrets, deep secrets in your life. And God says, I'm ready to whisper my secrets and my mysteries, complicated things of life concerning you, concerning the nation of Zimbabwe and concerning the nations. But I just want you to be authentic. I want you to be sincere. I want, to be, I want you to be genuine. Holy, beautiful things of God are not given to dogs. You don't give pearls, diamonds, rubies to pigs. Hallelujah. That's the word of God. I choose to be genuine. I choose to be authentic. I believe the Lord, my God. This is your confession. I choose to be sincere. 
I choose to be genuine even this morning in the name of Jesus. So in closing, brothers and sisters, these are unavoidable, inextricable things in our walk with God. Genuine repentance, genuine conviction and pursuit of God, genuine fear and reverence of God, genuine, genuineness in seeking his presence, genuineness in reading, meditating and applying his word, genuine communion and interface with God, sincerity in prayer and fasting, sincerity in praise and worship, sincerity in acts of kindness, love, charity, giving, generosity, fellowship, and service. As I close my clarion call, hallelujah. Next slide. Let us be genuine. Let us be sincere. Let us be real. Let us be original. Let's be authentic before God. Let's just bow our heads. Father God, I want to thank you. I want to bless you and to glorify your holy name. This message is for all of us. The preachers, the pastors, the assistant pastors, the zone leaders, zone pastors, section leaders, cell leaders, and the members of our family. All of us, we come before your throne of grace. Pour your grace and mercy this morning. Bring us to a place of conviction where we have not been genuine and sincere with you. First and most importantly, I pray, Father God, that we begin to introspect and bring us to a place of repentance and where we have not been genuine in our relationships with man. We have bruised each other. We have hurt each other. We have betrayed each other. We have not been real with each other. We have not been authentic. I pray, Father God, that today be a turning point. Today be a day of reckoning. Let it be a watershed day where we renounce, denounce, forsake insincerity and lack of genuineness. I pray that your Holy Spirit help us in our endeavor to be sincere, to be genuine, even as we have luck with you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.